What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Productivity Lovers Podcast, the podcast about how to become more productive in your work and home environment. The Productivity Lovers Podcast is brought to you by Chris Scrott, a certified professional organizer and deadly, a digital productivity coach. Buckle up and enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of the Productivity Lovers Podcast. I'm Chris Scraw. And I'm Deb Lee. Welcome. Yes, welcome back. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I, although I don't love this rainy weather. I'm not a rainy day kind of person. So it is a little gloomy here today and I'm not loving that. But outside of that, I'm good. I'm good. Always happy to see your smiling face. I know, I am smiling. Yes. I just had a birthday, so. Something to smile about. Yes, for sure. I also had a really good conversation with Max Old, who does a lot of business with professional organizers and productive consultants. So shout out to Max Old. Hello, Max Old. We're not getting paid for this ad, but they're (laughs) a great company helping people sell things online. So if you have junk, call them up. Yeah. And call us. Tell them that. Well, is it just junk or is it like stuff that is good and you don't want it anymore? So junk. I I define junk as anything that no longer has useful value to you. So it could be in excellent, pristine condition, but of no value to you. Yes, that is my definition of junk. Anything that you have in your possession that no longer serves a purpose. That goes in my junk category. I know it's very loose, but you know. So what about like what you put in your junk drawer or is it a utility drawer? Because that's what I call mine. Yeah, yeah. Junk drawers are not really junk drawers. They are more like utility. utility yeah. Okay. I'm sure we could have a whole debate. People about. call it a junk drawer because there's really a lot of really useful things there. It's just not very organized. Mine it's is not. lots of little cubbies and you know, storage dividers because who wants to co-mingle all of their utility <laughs> stuff? We've already had the co-mingling conversation <laughs> last time. <laughs> co-mingling is a awesome. big thing. Awesome, awesome. I forgot. Uh, I know, let's, yeah. let's digress. What are we talking about today? Today, we are actually going to jump into a listener question. So I don't know if oh, you yeah, we thank you so much for you listeners that have submitted your questions yes. in our Google Doc. And we have a form. So if you have a question, you can submit it there. And we apologize that for a little while there, we've forgotten that we had that. <laughs> I was about to say that. We totally forgot that it was even in existence. We didn't, we didn't do a very good job at like, you know, remembering it. But we have found it and we have your questions. So today yes. we're going to answer one that we thought was really a good yes. question. It is an excellent question. I'm going to read directly from our Google Doc here. So it says, or Google Sheets. I need help with to-do lists for business. I end up with one list of bigger and more involved to-dos and then lots of sticky notes with ones that are small and quick and I don't want to forget about them. And then at the end of the week, I have a pile of lists and notes that I have to consolidate. Is there a better way to do this? And of course... The answer is a resounding yes. Yes. Is there a better way to do this? Like, I think before we go into like solving problems. Yes. I feel like I see that problem. I hear about the problem on a daily basis from people. Like every day. I feel like everyone is always saying like, I have too many sticky notes. What do I do with all of them? 
my intuition is like, just throw them away because they are not like, I worked with a client one time and he's no longer with us. I'm sorry. And okay. I know I loved Scott. He was, yeah. he, he was a person that worked really hard at getting more organized. Hmm. And I used to go there and he used to write, he didn't used to write little notes. Like he used to write books in his little sticky notes. It was hard to read Ooh. all of the things that weren't in his sticky notes, but he refused to get rid of any of them. And there were literally three, like think Home Depot book boxes. There yeah. were three of them full of all of these stick note, sticky notes journals that he used to collect. Were they like the, the small square ones or the big ones with the lines? No, no, no. Think like. What is this? Three by yeah, three? it's little. Okay, little sticky notes. Okay, okay. Uh, Scott had a lot of those sticky notes, and that was always a challenge. I love that man. He, I think he died yeah. happy, you know. And I think that like sticky notes are a big deal for people. So I'm glad that somebody asked that question, and I think we're gonna. So I'm gonna let you solve the tech problem version of well, this. Bef- before we go into the solving, and I hate to delay this, but did Scott refer back to his sticky notes? Did he oh. just go into his box and look through them again or he anything? wanted to? He had really good aspirations for it and he had really good intent, but the sticky notes did not solve the problem at all. It was for him like a way to brain dump. Okay, which is an excellent thing to do. Yeah. He right. saw like the sticky notes were brain dumps and there were a lot of to-dos, like endless amounts of to-dos. And his reason for holding on to them was that he didn't want to forget some? Oh, oh, he wanted to, well, there was so much good information on the sticky notes. I recognized that for him. Like, okay. just imagine a lifetime of note-taking in sticky notes in these three boxes. So it was extremely difficult to let go of them. Imagine if you had kept every sticky note you ever wrote to, to this day. Wow. I like, probably would have boxes of them too. Then yeah, you probably would be like, oh my God, what if I have something really life-changing in the sticky note, which you might've had. Like sometimes I write good stuff and I'm like, I'm never going to do this. I just throw them away. Probably right. thrown away all of the main amazing ideas in my brain because I have an aversion to keeping sticky notes. <laughs> You were really good at letting go of the paper. So I love that about you. I let go of the paper, but it takes me a little bit longer to do that. So I like taking pictures of my paper and sending it off to someplace in the cloud, which we'll talk about. Yeah, let's just jump right into it. Because like a, lo- a little piece of paper, like a sticky note is just as, okay. as good. I am a big fan of sticky notes. Well, I guess I should say I used to be a even bigger fan of them because I use them all the time. And I, and I would be the person that would very neatly put them on my laptop and I would just rearrange them in certain spots so I could find them. They were very organized and very neat, but they were everywhere. It was just a thing that I reached for, but they're also small. They don't really hold a whole lot. So whatever I put on there was for urgent, you know, I need to take care of this right away kind of thing. But then you know, I'm a tech girl. So after a while, the sticky notes just didn't cut it because the technology came with all this other stuff I could do. I could Mm -hmm. capture those ideas. I could brain dump in such a way that I didn't need those sticky notes anymore. And one of the tools that I think would be totally amazing. So before I tell you about this tool, if you love sticky notes, I'm not saying you have to get rid of them in any way, shape or form. Yeah, we're not not diminishing the value of sticky notes. Not at all. But we are saying that there might be a way that you can still write on your sticky note 
and then capture it digitally so that you don't lose the information and maybe you can organize it in a way that you can actually find what you're looking for. And of course, my tool of choice for this would be Evernote. Yeah, Everybody knows that I love Evernote. You are and a Evernote lover. Yes. Not only do I love Evernote, I'm also an Evernote expert. So I know about Evernote. I don't know every single thing, so don't call me out. But I love it. And they also have a digital version of a sticky note in Evernote Home. So if anyone out there is using Evernote right now and has the home, the home screen set up, you can add to your home screen a sticky note where you can jot down those things that you don't want to forget, those little quick things that they're not super urgent, but if you don't write it down, senior moments will take over mm-hmm. and you will forget. Yeah. So there's a way to do that. But you could also handwrite your sticky note, put something important, call Chris today at noon or you know, buy this thing for this person you know, before next week. You could take a picture of that and also send it to Evernote so that you don't forget it. And you can put it in a spot inside of Evernote that you check on a regular basis so that you don't forget it. I hope that as I'm talking, you will see that I'm asking you to build a routine mm-hmm. around your sticky notes. So yeah. it's not that the tool is the end all be all. It is a repository. Maybe you're thinking maybe it's never know it's not it for you. Perhaps it's Dropbox or some other tech tool, but I'm asking you to say, okay, well, how do I minimize the influx and overgrowth of paper? And how do I transition that into information that I can find quickly and easily yeah. that I can act on it? Yeah. The goal is to take action, right? Because I think I think like if we are reminded of the point of sticky notes, yes. right? It's a way to capture our brain, reminding us that we're supposed to be doing something important. Yes. And the point is so you can get that thing accomplished either today, tomorrow, or at some point in the near future. And it's supposed to help us stay organized and productive in the process. And efficient. In and doing efficient. Yes. yes, I think the goal of sticky notes is just to like keep your goals moving in the right direction. Plus, and they're pretty. They're cute too, by the way. So there's yeah, some yeah. I like ones right? myself. Well, they they come in different sizes now. They come with lines. They have super duper, shall I say, big ass sticky notes that you can put on the wall. I have some of those in my desk too. Yeah, so they're awesome, and there is something to be said for grabbing your favorite pen or marker. Shout out to Sharpie out there because I love Sharpies. When you have the perfect marker or pen and it writes smoothly over your sticky note, and my sticky note of choice would be Posted brand because I love that brand. We're curious about how to capture the quick things and also the long-term things. Mm-hmm. And so part of making a list or even using the note, the sticky note to make a list, I think we have to figure out is this the, the long-term stuff the short, quick term, you know, quick stuff and where do we keep it? And do we have to have them in separate locations? Evernote is one spot. I think it kind of captures that note-taking, brain dump, to-do list, because it does have Evernote tasks now, which is different than the, you know, the, the first iteration of Evernote. But there's also Google tasks, right? Tools like Todoist and Toodledo that allow you to capture big goals, big tasks. You can create subtasks. You know, there's any do where you can actually assign a task to someone else. By the way, all of the tools I'm talking about today can do that as well. So there are options. 
many, many options. And I think we addressed a lot of these in our, we did a, we did an episode on very, one of our very first episodes on the difference between time management and task management. And we talked a lot about these because now we're managing the tasks here, right? And so yes. the, what is the best tool to manage the sticky notes? So, Well, the reason I think maybe Evernote might sort of be at the top of my list with all of the things I've just mentioned is because you can do just a little bit more than just capture mm-hmm. the to-do list. You can really do an extensive brain dump inside of yeah. Evernote. So it's not just the tasks or the assigning of a task and seeing if it's been done or completed by the person you assign it to. It's just a tiny bit more than just just a to-do list, which is an important tool to have along with your calendar, but that's a whole nother right. conversation. Right. Yeah, let's not get distracted today. <laughs> yeah. So so there are some apps that one can use to capture some of those to-do items on their yes. list that then they can add on to the list as they go along. I think one tool that you didn't man that you didn't suggest that I I personally love is Asana. Oh, that's right. I do feel like it's easy, it's very intuitive. It's easy to use and you can create different boards, notebooks with like different mm-hmm. tasks that you that you can create short term and long term goals and all kinds of things that you can add on to it. So would you think that, of it as a task management or project management or or can you just do standalone task management? You can do standalone tasks. Yeah. Okay. But you could have like, you know, your, I don't know, your future self could be a project. That is true. Right. So then all of these things would go inside of my future person's to-do lists. Like, I don't know, reading 15 minutes a day is one of them. And like, I don't know. Professional development, maybe. Maybe eating at least three things that are green every day might be on my to-do list and like, you know, okay. 25 push-ups once a day may be on my to-do list. Those may or may not be on my to-do list people, but <laughs> my future self would like them to be on my list. So I think that there are different ways that you can create different boards and then you can add on or different projects, okay. then you can add on to it. For this person, this listener who sent in this question, I am curious if we're talking about, you know, management for oneself or management for oneself and a team, another set of people that we're trying to track. So is it tracking isolated tasks? Are we talking about tracking tasks related to a specific project and then isolated tasks? And then are they personal? Are they business? I think today for the sake of simplicity, we should just stick it to oneself, but that's probably another podcast we can do on how to manage it with teams. I do want people out there to start thinking about that too. So you know what I mean? As So it's not just yourself. Right. <laughs> if it's just yourself, it's, a, I think, a little bit easier when it's other personalities and what they like and what they don't like, then I think it gets a little, yeah. a little murkier. So sounds fair. So yes. do you have another third tool or are we done at the tools right, that so we're at? Here are the tools that, I, that I've mentioned in some way, shape or form. So we've got Evernote tasks, Google tasks, I actually really like Google Tasks a lot because it's connected to the calendar and it's just right there. Love that. Super easy Uh, to use. Oh, yeah. And you can, if you're also in your email, you can say, oh, this email I need to reply to or or I need to do something in when I reply so I can reply with that action item. You can take that email and put it in Google Tasks. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. 
easy, super easy. So if you're in the Google ecosystem, Google Tasks might be the thing for you. So Evernote Tasks, Google Tasks, Toodle Do, which is sort of the the OG <laughs> old school app from back in the day. That's They've still a really good one to use. Time. Been around for a very long time. Any do, any dot do, and then your pick, which is Asana. So those are the ones that we've mentioned so far. Sounds good. Is that all the tech tools we have? I am testing out and starting to use a tool called monday.com. Oh, yeah. Uh, I signed up for that. So I am actually kind of liking it. If you like spreadsheets, Monday might be be for you. If you like putting your stuff, and I know someone who uses a spreadsheet. I have a client who uses a spreadsheet for as her task list. She likes that, and that's fine. So that, that could be an option. Microsoft Smartsheets is another one. That could, so it would be, think of Excel, but just on steroids, yeah. <laughs> just a bit more than an Excel spreadsheet. So those are two others I would throw okay. in the mix. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. I think that I personally just like an old fashioned notebook. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just recently finished one the other day and that made okay. me giddy, right? Cause like yeah. I write my task list on a notebook. It's a, you know, it's a. Okay. And do you keep these notebooks? No, because when I, I write my task list and then as I complete the task, I tear it up. And if there's anything left that didn't get accomplished, I put it on a new page and then I throw away the old page. You throw away the, so you, you do the transfer from whatever was not finished and move it over to a, a new page. I do. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then when at the end, all you have left are the covers for the spiral bound notebook. Okay. Right. And then I throw that away and then I get a new one. So I purchased them from just like, you know, I normally will purchase like five or six of them from, okay. I don't know, one of the box stores during the back yeah. to school sales where they're selling them <laughs> for like a dollar. Yep. They're not, they're not fancy at all. They're just, okay. like, there's just. So you're one. not buying like Levenger circa. You, you know, know, I have tried all of those things. I have had. I have had a lot of fancy notebooks. I have had a lot of fancy paperwork and I just feel like the notebook works just as well for me. Okay. Okay. So I've given up on the fanciness just to go back to the basics. Okay. So paper and a pencil, pen? Currently using a Sharpie as a matter of fact. Okay. Okay. Shout out to Sharpie again. All right. I like like fat and things that just kind of stand out like little words. Don't, I can't, I have to wear my glasses all the time. So I have to see what's on my to-do list. So I (laughs) put it in a big, in big words. And then I just check them off when I'm accomplishing. From time to time, I do, I think I often talk about like using colored paper, you know, for a long time orange and I just take one sheet of paper I fold it in half so you yeah. have a really long column yeah. and then I would write all my to-do lists there some days when I'm feeling like notebook is too boring I'll still do that I have some okay. pink, some orange paper you know really bright colors and then I write my to-do yeah. list the one benefit of them is that whenever I'm trying to find my to-do list, I can easily spot find them on my desk or on the floor or like, you know. On the, the floor? Desk. Did you say the floor? I put things on the floor. Yeah. I have a stand-up desk. So okay. sometimes to free up space, I just put things on the floor just to. Sometimes I pick it up right away. Sometimes it's a project that can have stacks that are too tall to be sitting in front <laughs> of me. So I just, it'll just be on the ground. It's okay. I, I clean up okay. pretty often. Okay, so good. it's not, it's not permanent in any, in any way. My family may okay. think differently. 
like, oh, that's not really the truth. You've had that stack there for like six months. Yeah. So I feel like I'm an old fashioned kind of person, but I do sometimes take pictures of things. Right. And then what do you do with that picture? Then I upload them to Dropbox at the appropriate folder. I have folders for a lot of things that make sense to me to have folders for me personally and for my business. So then I will take a picture of the the note taking that I have done that may be relevant and then I upload it. I do that a lot with clients, you know, when I'm, when I'm meeting with people, it's not practical to be typing when they're talking. So it's much more practical for me to handwrite notes. Mm -hmm. And then I will snap a picture of my notes for my client meetings. And then I will upload those into their client file. And then it lives there whenever I need it. I can easily, I can easily use it. I'm using Adobe scan app. Okay. It's actually free and it's super easy to use. The quality of the scan is incredible considering that, you know, it's not an app that you have yeah. to pay anything for it. So, so you're uh, not I, just taking a picture with, with your camera, your phone's camera and sending yeah, it. Yeah, I'm using my phone camera, snapping a picture oh, okay. with okay. Adobe scan gotcha. and, and I'm uploading it to, you can do a lot of things to it. You can email it, you know, it's, it's very shareable. You can email okay. it to people, you can upload it to your favorite apps like Google Drive, Dropbox. Okay. There is an Evernote connection. Okay. So there are lots of places you can upload to. This morning I was meeting with a client. She was, she did have a little bit of like overwhelm about like, I write things in different places and I don't know where to keep them. Okay. And in the process of that conversation, we talked about some of these tools that you and I are talking about. And then at the end, it was funny because she said, you know what? I should just go back to my notebook because that worked <laughs> really well in the past, right? Well, that a makes notebook, sense. A notebook with a scanning option that you can upload information into different folders sometimes can be the simplest, fastest way to like manage all of these, you know, miscellaneous pieces of paper. So from the person that was asking that question to us, that's how I would solve that problem. So write them in a notebook, okay, take a picture and then follow Deb Lee's idea of like managing it into Evernote, which has a lot of easily usable searchability to find their searches. Amazing. They have. I know we we haven't talked about, I think the one thing that we should wrap up this call with is that I feel like we don't talk enough about, but that is naming convention, right? I think like we hear people say all the time. And my client this morning was saying that she was like, I spend so much time looking for things. And I was like, that's because you're not naming them something that makes sense. So then you can't find it when you actually need it. So what is your take on that? Because I know you've been preaching search for a long time. So I like searching, you know, I use one or two keywords so I can call up what I'm looking for. Tell people, how do you use that? Do you have like a format that you label your stuff? So as you know, when you and I meet or when I meet with anyone at all, I I am handwriting. Mm -hmm. And so I write our names at the top and I put the date and the time and start time and end time. And so when that is going inside of Evernote, I follow the same format. So I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel. I want to know that it was a meeting with these two people at this time on this date. I want to be able to see the, the title of that note without having to open the note or open the folder. So for me, the naming convention has to be really, really crystal clear. I don't want to have to click 10 more times to figure out what's inside. I want the name to tell me exactly what it is. Now, the the name shouldn't be 50 characters long or 50 words long. 
but long enough for you to figure it out so that it is quick and efficient for you. That would be my recommendation about the naming convention. Yeah. And I think we're going to do a whole other podcast on just naming convention Mm -hmm. because I feel like that part can really save people a lot of time, especially when they are, you know, now there's so much digital stuff, right. And we're, they stick to it we're dumping all of this stuff into like our computers and our phones and like our unsorted boxes. Like (laughs) sometimes I see people's unsorted boxes and I'm like, yes, there there are two things that I want to say before we wrap up. So I love that you said about the naming convention because actually Dropbox has an internal naming convention feature now so that as you start typing, it's like, Hey, do you want to call it this? And so your tech tool can sometimes help you figure out what to call that thing. Yes. And remember that once you decide on a naming convention, you probably want to stick with it so that it just makes your life a lot easier with finding things. That would be number one. Number two, I want to mention Rocketbook. And I'm mentioning Rocketbook because it's a digital tablet slash notebook of sorts. One of my clients has it and he takes notes with it. and. He has a a pen, a digital pen, and he writes and it translates all of that lovely handwriting into some text that he can understand. And he can send it to the cloud, a cloud storage provider of his choice. And it also lives inside the rocket book. It's very thin. It looks like a notebook and it closes like a notebook. It doesn't have internal pages, but he, he can create a new note and write in that. And I think that might also be an option for people. So I think it's called. Yeah, we should probably talk more about that too, because there's several products on the market. I think Remarkable is another one. Yes. You know what? It is Remarkable, not Rocketbook. You're absolutely right. (laughs) Where did I get Rocketbook from? Maybe that's another type, probably. I think there are a couple like big players in the in the market. I I think, of course, you know, if you have an iPad, there are apps that you can do that. So I would put that in our parking lot of topics, but I have been hearing from a lot of people using Remarkable on how great that app is, but you do have to commit to having the thing with you and to taking notes on it. You do, you do. It just requires a little bit of like, you know, commitment because honestly, as we wrap up, I feel like the sticky note is the default, right? Because we have a ton of them laying around. So it makes sense to take notes in it. And I think any of the tools that we have given people, it does require a little bit of commitment to the tool that you're going to to use and to be able to find it when you're ready to use it. So that's the crux of it all (laughs) is to find the list so you can actually do what's on the list or do something with it. So yes, you find it quickly. So we hope that, you know, we didn't confuse you too much and that we gave you some good tools that may be applicable. We would love to hear from you on Instagram on like what tool you're using. Send us maybe like a shout out with a picture of your tool and we would love to hear from you. Yes. And thank you to, I think it's Nikki, Nikki who sent in that question. So I had to, I had to look, it was driving me nuts. (laughs) So I checked. (laughs) Yes. Thank you, Nikki, for sending us your question. And if you have a question, you can submit it. We're going to put a link to the form and the show notes. You can find Deb and I on productivitylovers.com. And we look forward to seeing you again very soon. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Productivity Lovers podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Please be sure to subscribe so that you get notified when we upload a new productivity podcast. 
For more tips and notes from the show, check us out at productivitylovers.com. Talk to you soon.